Don't just ride the index, seek to outperform it with Fidelity Active ETFs. Learn more at fidelity.com slash active ETFs. Before investing in any exchange-traded fund, you should consider its investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Contact Fidelity for a prospectus, an offering circular, or if available, a summary prospectus containing this information. Read it carefully. While active ETFs offer the potential to outperform an index, these products may more significantly trail an index as compared with passive ETFs. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC, member NYSE, SIPC. You guys know Sierra got married last year. It's a lot of work. Oh, boy, was it. It's a lot to do. And one thing that really helped her figure out what to do first, where to access certain resources, how to get people to know where they were supposed to go for a wedding, Zola. With Zola, you can discover venues and find vendors easily. You can message and book vendors right on their website. And truly, when I say that that was the first part that we had to do and also one of the most intimidating and hardest, it's so nice to just have them all listed right there and be able to talk to them right there and then. They also have free planning tools, which is really helpful because you don't know what you don't know. And if when you go to Zola... You have a guest list manager, wedding website templates, a budgeting tool because dang, can a wedding get out of hand real quick? Mm-hmm. It could all eliminate so much stress and you'll save so much time all because it's like a one-stop shop. That's so true. With Zola, you can plan your entire wedding in one convenient place. From the day you get engaged and search for the venue to the day you send out your save the dates, make your registry, and even taste your cake. Zola has literally everything you need to make the whole process super easy and actually enjoyable. There's even a five-star app that helps you plan on the go or on your couch. Start planning at Zola.com. That's Z-O-L-A dot com. Hi guys. I'm Jerry. I'm Sierra. We're ladies. And we tangent. Not the bay yangs. I think it's so funny because like your natural like desire is to separate them. Yeah. And like <laughs> take them, them to the other side. Do they look okay? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> What's up everyone? Hello. It's been a while since we've done that, so I felt I like know. I didn't we know took, what the cadence was, the we tempo. T- we took a week off, not intentionally, but we had a episode that we had already recorded that we were like, yeah, sure, let's yeah. do it here, because we both had a lot of things going on. So I think it's been almost two weeks since we've recorded. I'm not done <laughs> Yeah. So long. So long. You know I say that. And you that, think we'd have I a lot to say. It turns out no. <laughs> turns out. We don't do shit. Mm-hmm. No, I'm just kidding. I say that all the time, by the way. Um, for me, I don't baby talk to my child. I baby talk for myself. It makes me feel funny for some reason. I like it. Funny as in like, ha ha. Okay. Yeah. That's funny as in woohoo. <laughs> like, not like, it feels funny. <laughs> like, I'll say, oh, goodness. Like yeah. to Corey or other yep. people. Because I think it's funny. Yeah. Anyways, my daughter started, she does it now and she goes, oh, goodness. <laughs> But like, that's cute. It's so cute. It's cute. It wasn't for her, but now it is no, hers. Now it's hers. Um, yeah. Speaking of her, mm-hmm. she's a two-year-old baby now. She's a two-year-old toddler. She's not a baby. She's <laughs> not a baby. <laughs> she's not a baby anymore. She's like a she's a pre-kid. She's a whole ass kid. Yeah. <laughs> well, so um, on our page. Hey, guess what, everyone? We have a Patreon. If you didn't know, it's patreon.com slash ladies and tangents. So if you want, we are going to be playing a would you rather game and probably talking a little bit 
about Soybean's second birthday mm-hmm. party because it was yesterday and it's crazy. And I guess I didn't realize, I mean, I do sort of understand how much our families are a part of the podcast, but like because Sawyer's birth story was so oh yeah big and like yeah. um I announced my pregnancy when it was getting big so there's mm-hmm. so many that have been along for the entire journey I didn't realize how many people would be attached to that like the amount of messages I've received that are like are you fucking with me right now <laughs> she's, that two. she's two how has that much time passed one of my favorites honestly was a comment that said when she was born, I was a depressed high schooler, and here we are two years later, and I'm a depressed college student. <laughs> <laughs> or something like that. It was so oh. funny, and I was like, I'm sorry that I laughed as hard at that we as I did. love the growth. But I, yeah. Anyways, so um, we'll talk about that more on Patreon. Now we have important shit to talk about. Yeah. Well, I was literally just going to be like, I think the only thing that I did was try extensions for the first time. How was and that? And it gave me a, an immediate migraine. but. So many people love the photos that I took of myself. They were the- beautiful. Can I you tell you? You couldn't tell they were extensions at all. Well, I'm good at editing. And you were far, are, you were far away. <laughs> I was far away. And if, if I thought that there was some kind of like a visual disconnect or like, so my hair color is very blonde for a red. Yeah, hair. yeah, yeah. And so I ordered um, the, the red color because there's not, there's not as many redhead options as there are everything else. Shocker. Um, but I quick gatekeeping red hair <laughs> got them, and I could I could tell I was like this is not this is not my red, but that's fine. Who gives a shit? But I think it's very funny that people are like, "Did you color your hair? <laughs> is it blonder?" My cousin Erica Mario Kart Erica just asked me that yesterday. She's like, "Did you lighten your hair? It looks really light." And I'm like, "Oh my god, guys." It's dry shampoo. I swear it's to God. So it's shampoo. a combination of dry shampoo and my I'm getting white hairs. Yes. So like when my white hairs clump together, it looks like I have a blonde streak. Listen, I was furious but. because we were talking to who are we talking to about our hairs? Somebody. Mm. But I said I'm mad because you oh, get yeah. your beautiful wispy whites mm. in mixed in with your red that looks like blonde highlights mm-hmm. and when I let my grays grow in I look like I just walked out of a wood woodsy house and I've been eating children yeah <laughs> like I look Witchy. like a wicked witch mm-hmm. in the worst ways yeah. like a wicked witch that would lure you into her house and then stuff you in her oven <laughs> it's so bad can I tell you that when I, those photos I took up on our land, I, um, I've had a busy two weeks and I've not been sleeping much. Um, and so one day where we had like a little bit of time, I had a free morning. I decided I was going to just pamper myself and take my time to do my makeup and try these extensions out and put on a cute outfit. Yeah. And I said, fuck it. I'm going to go take pictures by myself in the woods. So I got my camera and I got my tripod and I, walked up the hill Mm -hmm. okay first of all i didn't drive up i walked it in a dress okay (laughs) hey it was gear steep that bitch is not a it's a trek so i did i did photos by myself what i did is i set a timer nice so on my camera it was going to take um 20 photos with three second intervals so every three seconds a photo was going to take oh i know i've been on the receiving end of that picture me just frolicking running away from the camera (laughs) nonchalantly turning around every once in a while going yeah (laughs) or hoping it catches something (laughs) yes yes yeah so i do that in three different locations Mm -hmm. okay 
by the time I get to the third location, I'm now very aware that it is a weekday and there is a chance that there's going to be some kind of a worker. Oh, yeah. Up there. <laughs> oh, my God. I didn't even think because about that. They, they are like starting. Yes. Building stuff. Yeah, they've already got posts and everything in the ground. They've gotten, they've been up there surveying. They are having people like put in the septic. They're doing temporary <laughs> electric to get set up. And so I am on this rock, okay? And I have the camera set up and I'm just like doing my best aerial. Sure. And I hear talking. Uh oh. And I hear a, what I thought was like a four wheeler. Uh-huh. And I'm thinking, mm-hmm. oh, these people were just like, they can't drive their trucks up here. So maybe he just drew, drove like quad up here and honestly would be sick i was fucking freaking out because i'm like i swear to god if the builders come up here and see me taking photos by myself i'm going to be (laughs) so mortified (laughs) so i quickly packed everything up put it in my bag i'm still in a dress right and a fluorescent yellow green sweater yep with fake hair that is falling out because i didn't tease it before i put it in so there was nothing for that shit to grip onto yeah (laughs) And I just keep walking really, really fast because now I ha- I'm at the top of the hill. I have to walk all the way down to my car. Oh my and I God. just keep thinking, what can I tell them? Why can I tell that what's going to make sense for me to be up here looking like this? In a goddamn dress. <laughs> that's not going to In a little house them. on the prairie motherfucking <laughs> shit. Yes. And so luckily there was no one there. I'm not sure what, what I had heard. Oh. Um, Goose. <laughs> I didn't run into it. And, Listen, I choose the ghost over having to actually face anybody. Having to talk to real humans? Yeah, me too. 90% of the time, that's what I wish for. My lie was, oh, you guys um, had said you wanted to move the post 50 feet back. I was here to help. I I wanted to see if you had moved the post so I could get a visual I and I have my camera because I was going to take pictures of it to show Shane <laughs> because he couldn't also come up and, and I couldn't do that on my cell phone of course right and it had to be my tripod I had to have my giant purse with me as well and I had to do it in a dress and then I thought well how are you going to explain the fact that you have leaves in your hair and all Bitch. over your sweater how are you going to explain like and then the- I took a nap you wouldn't believe how tired it gets you get out here yeah Alone, but again I didn't things. I didn't have to lie I didn't have to have uh, to come up with anything but it is fun sometimes to come up with a lie it is it is to have a whole scenario That's prepared why i think that i could be a good author because sometimes i just want to lie for the fuck of it for the story <laughs> and then i'm like maybe just write it down it <laughs> it felt like that. um like an innocent i don't know it was almost like i was talking down my anxiety like we're not going to get caught because oh, no. i have the perfect escape plan <laughs> In this lie They'll never know. that I plan to tell whoever I encounter, yeah. who's most likely not going to ask, oh, but wonderful. they will wonder mm-hmm. and stare probably too long. Tell their spouses when they get home. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sure, surely. Um, okay. We are, here's a, there's going to be a tone shift. Okay. Because yes, funny, haha, things have happened. That's um, who we are. But also serious. Um, not ha ha things have happened mm-hmm. and we don't want to just breeze past that. And we've had people reaching out. Um, we've posted some things, uh, about what's going on, um, with Gaza and Israel. And, um, we have had other emails come in 
and messages come in asking us to talk about it. And we are very vocal when it comes to um, human rights and when uh, when we feel like our belief systems are being trampled on. And so it would make sense why our audience is wanting us to speak on something that is happening to people where their lives are being trampled on, their rights are being trampled on. And they're um, losing their lives. Right. Yeah. Trampled on obviously being the most um, light, easy way of saying it. Yeah. Um, but Sierra and I have been talking about what the right way to go about it would be. And especially because we are two, again, two white women of privilege who have only been raised in America and small town America. (laughs) And we really have not had a whole lot of exposure to anything else. And um, we're also aware that like we have to do a lot of unlearning ourselves because of the things that we were either outright taught about the world or passively taught about the world. And so um, instead of us kind of giving our opinions, because opinion doesn't feel like the right word, because bottom line, no matter what, the loss of life is mortifying and is not okay. Um, Obviously, violence is never the answer. And... uh, but it's it's not a tit for tat kind of thing. It's not these are th- there's two horrible extremes that happen, but one has been happening for a very long time. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so instead of us kind of speaking about what we have gathered information wise secondhand from different news sources, yeah, because we're not jur- uh, we're not journalists. I'm not a political journalist as much as I know you. All rely on me sometimes to bring stories to to give you information. It's not technically my job, and um, I didn't go to school for it. I right. I don't. I feel comfortable doing that when I'm basically regurgitating um, information that is from somebody who's spent their life doing that. Yeah, who has an, uh, a background in an education and is a professional at that. So. In this case, there isn't when it's happening in real time like this. I, it doesn't feel like my place, right. so I'm gonna. And it's also difficult because um, if you were born and raised in America um, and you lived through what happened in 9/11, mm-hmm. we cannot ignore the fact that this country has lived with either subconscious xenophobia or yeah. just like outright xenophobia. Yeah, especially during that time. And and since. And so I think that when um, countries, Muslim countries or countries in the Middle East are brought up in general, we already have a bias. And because we want to live in a world that seems black and white, right and wrong, there is only one answer to things. People are quick to create a villain, mm-hmm. um, and I just would encourage everyone to kind of check in with yourself and check your bias with these things because um, people are not born evil. Mm-mm. So just keep that in mind. But I did want to share. Um, I I've talked about him before, but one of my best friends there um, is Palestinian, 
and he has been to Palestine a number of times. His parents um, came over from Palestine and they've been in Ohio since. Um, and the word that he used is like rage mm-hmm. um, because his country, his people are being destroyed slaughtered i mean Um, it's like horrible uh so he uh actually is a a part of he's mentioned in this uh article on medium uh and it's called for immediate release u.s Rhodes, fulbright truman and other scholars issue joint statement calling for an immediate ceasefire in gaza over 1200 scholars urge president biden to demand an immediate ceasefire Um, i will make sure that this specific uh, article is posted in the description and is uh, accessible on our social medias. Um, but I did want to just read Thayer's quote from it. Um, he said, I grieve the sheer loss of life in Gaza and so- the so-called West Bank. Grieve for the people and the history, all of the heritage, all of that wonder and the decades-long process of violent erasure. What we are is a collective of hearts and hands advocating for a people who cannot use their own voice because they're being drowned out by blood and semantics. And if a people don't have a voice for their struggle, then they will die forever in suffocating silence. There is one of the most special people to me. Mm-hmm. He's one of my oldest and dearest friends. Um, I actually read his novel that he wrote from the perspective of a Palestinian. Um, it's a it's a uh, a fiction novel based in the future, but it is very much rooted in what has been happening between Gaza and Palestine and Israel. And so, from what I gathered from reading his book, was just the humanization of his people. Yeah, and he has struggled to get it published because publishing companies know mm. that people are not going to respond well to oh that's so upsetting. A, it's devastating a character they he's had numerous people tell him your book is incredible but we can't sell it we're not going to be able to sell this because no one wants to read about this and because he's also incredibly progressive it's right. difficult it's also challenging Muslim beliefs, um, as far as uh, non, there's a non-binary character in the book, and so yeah. um, he's challenging the viewpoints of white people, yeah, who view Muslims a certain way, but he's also challenging the long-standing belief systems of the of the Muslim belief of people in the lgbtqa plus community being less than and so it's it's very it's very important but because of where the world is right now Mm. it's just gonna sit sit in the cloud and like it's just it's it could do a lot but it's just gonna sit there anyway uh i also wanted to read um some of his words to me directly not um, something that was published, um, and just a trigger warning, there is death. This is gunfire. Like this is, this is intense stuff because this is his life right now. And as much as I think that we want to skip ahead and we want to just focus on escaping, Mm. these people can't escape. So 
the least we can do is give them a minute of our time to share with you. So, yeah. I asked if he was okay. And I knew that even saying that was a loaded fucking question. Um, And he said, no, I've been on the phone with my grandma and uncles and aunts and cousins and my childhood friends, gunfire and bombs and chants and screaming and anxiety and depression. 17 members of my extended family are dead in Gaza. My family and I are ready for the border to open so we can go be with them. Until until then, I grieve and I rage and I will not stop. The so-called West Bank is about to rupture. Mass arrests of journalists tonight, nearly a thousand raids tonight alone looking for Hamas when they take children and elderly. So like the children and elderly are being taken under the guise of looking for these terrorists. Right. um, Thousands of Israeli settlers, civilians are roaming the streets with weapons. Um, and with Biden entwining Ukrainian aid with Israel, Israeli aid so the public can, that's just complicated. Um, he says that Palestine literally calls this the days of rage because they're just angry, yeah. obviously. Yeah, well, um, that's a stage of grief as right, well. Right. And, and just a really understandable response. Right. Um, and he said, if you do speak on Palestine, and you want to offer literature. One of the most prestigious literature fairs in the world is held in Frankfurt, and they chose a Palestinian as the winner for the first time, but a little more than a week ago postponed the award and publication of her book due to pro-Zionism. Given Palestinian social media accounts are getting deleted, it's illegal to boycott Israel in 33 U.S. states. Private companies are firing employees for pro-Palestinian sentiments. Killing and imprisoning hundreds of Palestinian journalists, publishers are canceling contracts with Palestinians, and Western media outlets have fired pro-Palestinian scholars like Hassan Mohammed and George Galway. Um, so Adenia is who he's wanting us to advocate for, and her book is called Minor Detail. Um, you can still get it on Barnes & Noble's website. So he said, my family, my friends, my memories, my culture... Our integrity as human fucking beings has been in the process of an actual, real, legitimate cleansing. So, I just hope that people take a second to understand that there's not an evil living in Palestine, in Gaza, in the West Bank that needs to be cleansed. Because I think a lot of this is religion focused, at least in mm. people's understandings. Mm-hmm. And so it's almost like, well, Israel is the Holy Land, right? And right. so these people who we have deemed bad because of just an assumption of a culture need to be eliminated or just like, I don't know. I don't know. I just, I just know that there are people who are hurting and mm-hmm. who are having their lives destroyed um and are being like they're having resources cut off oh god yeah they're being tricked into leaving the city and then being bombed mm-hmm. so i just i we're mortified by what's happening and yeah. we will post resources we will post um and give you guys access to uh the the different 
educational tools so that you can have an understanding. But ultimately, I think where we stand is just that we don't want the violence. We want yeah. the ceasefire is at the very least just yeah. like these children, these families, they don't deserve this. And so. if you're looking to gain knowledge and information about it, I urge you to look less into white mainstream news mm-hmm. um, about it because there's even been moments where I've watched it and then as soon as a journalist starts talking about something that's actually happening, they cut off all of right. a sudden and, and it's almost like, you know, either way, listen to the people who are there, listen to the people who have family there, listen to, there are people who are trying to tell us what's happening, who are living it in real time. Right. I urge you to listen to them before you try to listen right. to somebody who is trying to um, I don't, manipulate it in a way right. to make Justify. it one side or the other. Yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah. Just because listen to the people who are there. And that's something that we talked about as well um, when there were uh, all of the protests for Black Lives Matter because we were very adamant that, mm-hmm. like, I'm not going to sit and say that anyone is handling this incorrectly when like I don't know what it's like to Mm -hmm. be mistreated and and to be afraid for my life and I don't know how I would react in these certain Mm -hmm. situations but but there was an overwhelming amount of people when we were being vocal about that who would come to us and be like well what about this Mm -hmm. and what about this and what about this and it was almost like are you trying to bring those moments up to me to convince me that I'm wrong like do you want you are you are trying to justify your own bias of these people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I would urge you not to do that. Yes. I would say check that before you try to use that as a justification of genocide, essentially, yeah. um, and cultural erasure. So. Yeah. Hi, editing Jerry here. Um, I just wanted to pop on to say... If it's not obvious from the amount of pauses and um, thousand yard stares that we both have, this was not something that was prepared in advance. This is not um, obviously a written statement that we are just kind of like regurgitating. These are, this is our raw emotion in the moment. And um, this came after us sitting with our feelings for the two weeks um, since everything had happened in the news and also adding our understanding that just because um, of the attack in Israel happening recently, what's been going on between Israel and Palestine is not recent. And so I think that we wanted to make sure that we acknowledge the fact that this is not a sudden unexpected event as horrible as it is um and we would never ever want anyone child adult whatever to experience that kind of terror i do feel it's irresponsible if we do don't factor in the history between the two and um also try to understand the 
dynamic between the two, the, the power dynamic between the two. Um, and like I said, we don't, we don't believe in a, in a all right, all wrong. Um, but we do believe that every culture deserves to exist without the threat of being erased just because of power, money, land, greed, um, or prejudice. Um, so if we miss things in here, if we weren't um, thorough, understand it's not from a, a not wanting to, uh, and it's also not from a lack of trying, um, but like we said in here, we're, we're not journalists, we're just people, but we do want to make sure that we utilize our platform responsibly with things like this and um, try to bring some kind of information or at least like a mind map for someone who's maybe struggling with like some, some internal feelings that they're battling because as much as I love Thayer and his family and I want to make sure that Palestine is not forgotten and, and just like overridden by Hamas, I also don't want to ignore um, the Jewish people that I love um, and that support us and because what's happening with the Israeli government in Gaza is not representative of the Jewish belief system. And um, ultimately, people in power are failing civilians, both Jewish and Palestinian, greatly. And we just hope that the people who were either given power took power or were elected into power, utilize that wisely and do something to protect the people that they're supposed to represent. Um, and I hope that we all can check our bias and our assumptions of different cultures and things that we don't understand. And instead of being afraid, we just open ourselves up to unconditional love and understanding and acceptance and the desire to just want to protect um, not only the innocent lives of these of the civilians of the people of both of these countries but also protect the culture and the heritage and the history um, and the future of countries that are, are at risk of being eliminated. So sorry, that was really long-winded uh, on top of something that was uh, additionally long-winded, but I did feel the need to just kind of add a little bit more context, I guess. So, okay. Thank you. Again, there's going to be another tone shift as we get into the actual topic of the episode. Because I was telling Jerry um, a little bit of, if you've watched it, I don't know if you have. I might show you now if we have a break. But mm -hmm. there is a, 
if you watch SNL, I don't know if a lot of people do still. I don't know if it's relevant. Yeah. <laughs> I saw it on TikTok, but Pete Davidson had a great opening monologue where essentially, I mean, you can look it up, but he basically said as somebody whose father was killed in a terrorist attack, um, he those were very dark days and now what he's feeling is kind of a it's bringing those feelings up to the surface again right and um he remembers his mom accidentally buying a eddie murphy stand-up uh special thinking it was like a child's movie yep and him watching it and when she realized it was probably inappropriate for an eight-year-old yeah. to watch she went to shut it off but she noticed that it was the first time that he was laughing again in a right. long time so in that monologue, he says, um, we're going to try to do what we do best, which is in dark times, we're going to try to make you laugh and provide a distraction. So right. as much as it's hard, that's what we're here to do as well. So. Right. So again, apologies for the tone shift, uh, but we are going to get into the topic of the episode which is okay okay so we thought of this months uh, like a month ago but we wanted to do a um somewhat history mystery yes again but also spooky season mm -hmm. it's october next week if you're able to we would love you to send in any any spooky encounters whether it be yep. simulation ghost story scary dream i saw one come in about a ufo Ooh, we love them all so l and t stories land t stories at gmail.com send us your stories that's next week because it comes out on halloween but this week we're gonna talk about the disappearances in the bermuda triangle <laughs> hey guys we know that we're discussing a pretty heavy topic right now but we are going to take a quick break to hear from our sponsors I am obsessed with clothes. Oh, yeah. It's a problem for me. It's a problem for my closet. Mm -hmm. Okay. And that's why I'm so excited to be sharing Newly with our audience because Newly is a way to try out trendy styles, colors, silhouettes, all different kinds of things that maybe you've been interested in but are like going to make your bank cry. Mm -hmm. Now you can rent them for a period of time and then you just ship them back. For just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles each month, access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands with inclusive sizing. That's another beautiful thing mm -hmm. because a lot of places may not have options yeah. for everyone. And this has so much diversity, not only in the brands that they offer, but also they have fast free shipping and returns and professional cleaning in Newly's state-of-the-art laundering facility. Plus the option to buy what you love. It's fun, it's sustainable, and you can save because you get to try out a bunch of stuff that you like, or maybe you're like, I don't know, maybe I would like this. And then you get it and you're like, I, I don't think that's for me, but there's no commitment to buy it unless you really do love it. And you're like, you actually can't have this back, Newly. Mm -hmm. I'm keeping it. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles, but right now you can get $20 off of your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code tangents 20 just go to n-u-u-l-y.com that's newly with two u's and enter the code tangents 20 and sign up to get 20 dollars off your first month that's n-u-u-l-y.com newly with two u's with code tangents 20 newly subscription clothing rental change your clothes do you think seeing a therapist or psychiatrist would be helpful but you don't have the time to actually find one and meet with them 
or afford them? Try Talkspace. By doing everything online, Talkspace has made getting the help you want easy, accessible, and affordable. Honestly, a lot of times you make that appointment at your appointment you already have. I don't know when I'm going to schedule my breakdown. I don't know when I'm going to need to talk to somebody. And with Talkspace, it's so nice because you can send messages to your therapist so you don't have to wait for your next session. Talkspace therapists can help with any specific challenges that you might be facing. And it's the number one online therapy platform with licensed therapists in over 40 specialties, including anxiety, depression, substance abuse, relationship issues, so much more. Plus, therapy can help you find the tools to cope in difficult times and just be a guiding light. So like maybe you're not going through something really intense, but you just have like, I don't know, a work issue or... Or something going on with a friend of yours that you just need an outsider's perspective. And Talkspace is amazing for that. They also are in network with most major insurers. So check in on that. Yeah, absolutely. If you got it. Plus, as a listener of this podcast, you'll get $80 off of your first month with Talkspace when you go to Talkspace.com slash tangents and enter promo code SPACE80. To match with a licensed therapist today, go to Talkspace.com slash tangents and enter promo code SPACE80 to get $80 off your first month and show your support for the show. That's Talkspace.com slash Tangents, promo code SPACE80. Ladies and Tangents is sponsored by Claritin. Luckily for those that live with symptoms of allergies, you can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. I will tell you, it's so funny because in my household, Corey recently was like, I think I'm getting a cold. I'm getting a cold. I'm getting another cold. I'm like, hey, babe, I think you have allergies. I think maybe you just need to pop one of these pills. And guess what? All of his symptoms went away. I'm like, "Mm, I don't think it's a virus. I think it's just weeds. (laughs) And I also know that whenever I go to Sierra's house, my allergies kick into place because of a certain pet. (laughs) So true. And thankfully, I'm able to enjoy all my time there. Now, just after I take a little Claritin D, clears me right up. All my (laughs) symptoms are just like, what cat? (laughs) Claritin D's fast symptom relief starts working on allergies with nasal congestion in as little as 30 minutes. Get non-drowsy relief for allergy symptoms with Claritin D. Ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful release is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. All right. Here we go. Here we fucking gar. You told me some information about the Bermuda Triangle that was wildly upsetting to me and that it's not that far away from Florida. Oh, buddy. Well, get get ready to be mild, wildly upset. <laughs> mildly, wildly upset all around. Well, if we're talking about I Florida, learn, I am definitely wildly upset. Boy, did I learn a lot. So it is. Okay, so, 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 so. First of all. Did I fucking tell you about what Ollie said in the car on the way to Sawyer's birthday? No. What did he say? So him and Forrest are having a full-on conversation in the backseat, okay? I do love when kids get to that Oh, age, my God. It's just it was like, so I love hearing kids talk to each other. And it's like, what the fuck you guys even say? Ollie was like, there's a store. And Forrest goes, yep. 
And Ollie goes, that's where you buy couches and chairs and furniture. And Forrest goes, mm-hmm. And so <laughs> basically the conversations were Ollie was pointing things out and Forrest was like, agreeing. Yeah, hell yeah. A hype man. <laughs> yep. And so Ollie is like, oh, and there is uh, the bulldozer that we played on with Grandpa that one time. And Forrest is like, yeah, but no key. And Ollie's like, yeah, no, there was no key. We can't have the key. That's just for just uh just just for um just for the construction guys <laughs> and Forrest goes mm-hmm and Shane and I are just sitting there and then Ollie goes I said just a lot of times then <laughs> <laughs> and I laughed so fucking hard. <laughs> I was like yeah you did you said it so fucking much just then <laughs> Dude, I love when kids get to that age where they're really just like understanding themselves and being people. They're yes. like, they become real people. Well, he also wanted to edit with me mm. the one day. Uh-oh. And I was I like. I wouldn't. I said, <laughs> buddy, Cece and I say words sometimes that I don't really want you to listen to. So In an order that you shouldn't. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think it's a good idea that mm-hmm. you sit here with me. Mm-hmm. And. But it was you were reading your vows. Oh. I was the one Patreon episode. And I was like, she's reading her vows. It's the, she's not going to say anything. But immediately after, which is right about where I was, I take the gum out of my mouth and I go, I should take this out so I don't read these and sound like a dick. Oh. And Ollie goes, <laughs> dick? And I said, oh, yeah. And he goes, that's not a very nice word. <laughs> and I was like, no, it's not. And you shouldn't say it. And he goes. Dick. Dick. <laughs> and I was like, I want to fucking die. I want to die. Please stop saying dick. I uh, Here I was worried you were going to go to school and say stupid. And I just taught you dick. dick. <laughs> so. Because we don't know dick about shit. And we don't. Don't listen with your kids around. Okay. <laughs> That's what I know. First of all, I would like to say in regards to the Bermuda Triangle, I'm gonna, this is strictly from the historychannel.com. Five of the most mysterious Bermuda Triangle disappearances. If I were to tell you all of them, first of all, there is an estimated over 1,000 lives that have been lost in the Bermuda Triangle. Okay. 1,000? Over 1,000, potentially. Okay. But that's an estimation. Okay. But they believe it's over. Okay. So it's not an un, it's not an mm-hmm. overestimation. Mm-hmm. It's an underestimation. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Because of, the, the ships and the planes and it's oh, not just ships. Why did I think it was just ships? No, that's what makes this so like, because there are a couple theories yeah. I'll tell you towards the end. In my mind, it was like, just like a vortex in the middle that the ships fall through. But what about the plane? But what about the planes? Okay, okay, okay. So here's what, so the Bermuda Triangle makes up a literal triangle and the head of it obviously is Bermuda, which is an island <laughs> in the North Atlantic Ocean. Okay. The... Okay, so Do you people have... go to Bermuda? Yes. I mean, it is a very small island, but there are people that live there. There's not a lot of, like, there was a, I watched a documentary on, um, it's actually called, it was a History Channel documentary, okay. In Search of the Terror of the Bermuda Triangle. I'm going to talk a lot about that episode. Okay. So just know that's where I got that. But there was a man that went there. Um, a lot of people that go there now are either locals or scientists trying to figure What's happening? Things here. out there, yeah. So a What's guy traveled on? there. <laughs> What's going on on a plane? Which I'm like ballsy move. First of all, 
But he took What's a... What's he going to take a jet ski? Right. <laughs> Paddle so boat? he takes a flight there, and he's literally the only one on the plane. And it's a very, very small island. Well, I think because I'm thinking of the um, Beach Boys song, um, Kokomo, mm. Bermuda, Bahama, come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a beautiful island. Well, when was... they showed the ocean, it was like blue. You could see it's straight down. I mean, it is... Yeah. So, well, we'll talk about why. Bermuda, okay. Mm-hmm. Then... Florida, Miami area. So it okay. connects down like that. So Bermuda's kind of like to the northeast of that. Okay. Then if you go you the other directions to me. The other way. Um maybe south. <laughs> east or west. Okay. <laughs> Whatever. You were get Puerto 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 Port. <laughs> I just listened to somebody saying stop Americanizing. They go stop Americanizing Puerto Rico. It's not Porto. So I was like, Puerto. Puerto. Rico. Yeah. I'm trying. Puerto Rico. But I cannot for the fuck of me roll my R's. And it's something that me and my tongue have had a lot of talk about. I'm furious. Okay. So that makes up the triangle. I'm really good at rolling my R's. You see? Yes. Look it up. It's yes. so much fucking it's closer nice to us. It's an isosceles. It's an equilateral triangle. Something uh, like that. Yes. Can I see it again? Oh, fuck. Ah. <laughs> Oh, no, it's an isosceles. Yes, I thought it was isosceles. It's an isosceles. Okay. Also known as the Devil's Triangle. Oh. Stretch of ocean between Miami, Bermuda, and Costa Rica. That's correct. That's, uh, is Costa, Costa Rica, Rica or Puerto Rico? Uh, th- well, that's what this is, but it is Puerto Rico. But okay. I'm wondering how close is Costa Rica? I don't know anything. That's We should learn more. Okay. okay that's what I know about us. Okay. Uh, is a unique part of the Atlantic Ocean in that it has been the site of more than 50 mysterious disappearances over the last century. Okay. So number one, the first, the first that we have on record, Mm -hmm. Christopher Columbus, the Santa Maria. Okay. Okay. Coming over, there is notes that while they were um, going through this path, Uh they started experiencing difficulty with compass navigation and they saw, you know, remember this. He explains it as like flames shooting out of the ocean. High up into the sky, just big flames. Okay. okay. And then their compasses were going fucking cuckoo bananas. Okay. So uh, back in that time, yeah. not great. That's what you rely on. Right. So I think back then that was a big issue was is there, compasses would get fucky. And then if you have no GPS like we do today, right? what the fuck do you, you just get lost. You got to use the stars. Haven't you watched Moana? (laughs) Well, what if you can't see the stars? (laughs) What if it's cloudy night? It's a good point. It's probably cloudy. (laughs) So you don't know. Um, Are there volcanoes? Well, what are islands made of? (gasps) That's Uh, true. Oh, we're going to get there. Remember, that's why I said remember this. So. Does somebody believe that the flame shooting up was they just witnessed a volcanic eruption? Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. That made Bermuda. Potentially. Potentially. Okay. Okay, So here's the thing. Or or one of those islands in the ocean. Or, or, don't you dare. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) I saw your face shift when I said it. And you were imagining me as a seal. (laughs) I was. All right. So some have blamed fierce weather conditions or freak national, national, natural disasters. While others have turned to the supernatural. And we'll get into all of those little theories at the end. I like to but, put them all together, make a pie, and yeah. say, that's what I think. Yeah, a nice, what are they? what is it when you put a lot of things together and then you bake it into like a sort of pie? 
It's like a pot pie. <laughs> that's it. That's it exactly. A fucking pot pie. Oh my god, I used to fuck with chicken pot pie so hard. Shane makes a great pot pie. Well, not that I've seen because I could use a chicken pot pie in <laughs> well, my life. He makes them. I love them. My sister. Oh my god. Let me tell you this. Okay. All right. Go ahead before we talk about some Sorry. sad stuff. No, it's okay. My sister says she doesn't eat ugly food. Okay. That's fair. And we spent some time together and we found out that I don't eat sweaty food. Oh, sweaty food's okay? the worst. That's food that's like just too steamed. Yes. And so Soggy. it's just moist. It's not even that I dislike that word. It's I dislike the way that it feels mm-hmm. in my mouth. <laughs> so she likes a dry peen. <laughs> so I said to Randy, I was like, you are what you eat. And that's why I'm ugly and you're sweaty. Because <laughs> I will eat ugly food and she'll eat sweaty food. <laughs> Turns out. And I'll eat anything, which is why I'm all of the above. Ugly and sweaty. <laughs> so in 1881, uh-huh. the Ellen Austin is a ship, okay? And it sets off from Liverpool, and it's destined for New York. Carrying passengers emigrating to America, the ship had been at sea for several weeks when the captain decides to take an unplanned shortcut through the Sargasso Sea. Now, remember Sargasso for later. We're going to talk about that word, okay? <laughs> but right now, this is the Sargasso Sea. Known for its stormy nature, this route led the Ellen Austin through the Bermuda Triangle. Oh, no. Which, again, known for its stormy nature. Yep. Which is not great yep. when you're already getting fucking lost and your compasses are going fucky. Yep. Shortly into the detour, the captain sighted another vessel sailing erratically in the distance. Sailing erratically? Yes. What does that even mean? Just fucking flip-flopping all over the ocean. <laughs> the ship, when they get, they approach the ship. And when they get to it, they see that it's completely abandoned. Just floating in the middle of the ocean. With nobody on it. Okay? It's a crewless ship? Yes. Convinced that it was some form of trap, the captain keeps a safe distance for a couple days just following it. And then he orders her crew to go aboard and investigate why um, they don't see anybody on there. So the unnamed ship was found to be abandoned but had a fully intact cargo. So, like, it was going somewhere. Right. It had stuff. There was no sign of violence and no sign that there had been a reasonable excuse to abandon abandon the ship. The captain, Captain Griffin, ordered that a small selection of his crew board that ship, captain it, and then fucking, hell yeah, we get two (laughs) ships (laughs) and some cargo. We're going to take it alongside us. So that's what they did. Um, And they believed it could be salvaged. Because back then, by the way, too, ships were not fucking... You didn't just abandon a ship for no fucking reason. That was so expensive. And especially the amount of cargo that was on this ship. Well, a lot of times, too, it was, like, owned by the government. Right. Like, the the king would be like, take this boat and Mm -hmm. go over and I'll pay you. Right. So, shortly after they resume their journey, a heavy storm happens and the two ships get separated. Uh Uh-oh. I know. When the storm finally passes, um, they Captain Griffin and his crew mm-hmm. see the ship ahead of them. Once oh. again, they're like, great. They pull up alongside of it and finds that once again, it was completely abandoned with no sign of bloodshed or reasonable damage. So his crew was gone. Gone. No sign of damage to the ship. No sign of bloodshed. Just gone. Wild. 
Whether too scared to lose yet more crew or pressed for time and resources, he opted to leave the ship to drift and then continue to New York just on his ship. And the ship and its makeshift crew were never seen again. Whoa. I... That's just the beginning. Part of me is like, why didn't you just like tie a rope to it and tug it along? <laughs> they were big fucking cargo ships at the time. Feels like a missed opportunity. Well, they tried their best. Yeah, I guess. And then their people. That's a sca- I know. They did lose scary. some people. Yeah. Okay. So this next one is 1918, March 4th. Okay. The USS Cyclops. Okay. okay. On March 4th, the USS Cyclops set sail destined for Baltimore, Maryland. What year is this? 1918. Okay. That's my mom's birthday, not the 1918. I know that was no birthday. That's why I thought I remembered that. Um, With no scheduled stops along the route, she was due to arrive in port with a full load of manganese ore, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. some kind of something, Mm -hmm. (laughs) on the 13th of March. Okay. That's a metal. Probably. So a lot of these, yeah, were uh, most of these ships were. Taking either people or cargo. Like right. it was all Resources. like a big ship full of important things. So, not these were what I'm trying to say is the crews, they weren't like explorer ships. These yes. were crews that had been traveling this path multiple times. So, very experienced. Right. However, the ship never arrived at her intended destination. The last transmission received from the ship reported that weather fair all well. And then never seen from again. I'm freaking out right now because it sounds like there's water running I, behind where, you. Where the fuck is that? Is it in our closet? It's got to be. I thought I was hallucinating. No, I'm like, <laughs> am I fucking tripping that I hear this water right now? Just a pipe, maybe? Weird. Guess. It'd just be pissing. Piss kettle. Piss kettle. <laughs> Piss kettle. Piss <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Wait, 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 wait. Time out. Oh, yeah. Let's check and see if we have any sponsors. Spring vibes are in the air. And when you bring in some of the beautiful flowers that are blooming around your house, you probably want to smell them and not your litter box. Mm-hmm. Thanks to Pretty Litter, you can. Seriously, nothing beats Pretty Litter's ability to instantly trap odor. And I'm serious when I say that the, whatever magic is in those crystals, I cannot smell anytime. My cat will literally poop right next to me, and I don't realize that she did it until I hear her litter box start going. It's lightweight, low dust, and one six-pound bag works for up to a month. Pretty Litter's crystals also change color to indicate early signs of potential illnesses in your cat, like urinary tract infections, kidney issues, and so much more. Which is super helpful, since cats can't talk, and that's important information to have. (laughs) So true. And if that wasn't enough, Pretty Litter ships free right to your door. I know, because whenever I go over to Sierra's, it's there. (laughs) have some seriously but it's so nice because i don't have to change it as much as normal but i still have some on deck then whenever i do need it and you won't run out and you don't have to go to the store and carry around a giant thing of litter go to prettylitter.com slash tangents to save 20 percent on your first order and get a free cat toy that's prettylitter.com slash tangents to save 20 percent on your first order and get a free cat toy prettylitter.com slash tangents terms and conditions apply see site for details This is a big year. The Ohio Lottery's golden anniversary. 50 years of excitement, of growing jackpots and crossed fingers. 50 years of funding for schools, of changed lives and brightened days. 50 years of fun. 
And that is worth celebrating. So watch for can't-miss promotions, huge events, and new games that will make the Ohio Lottery's 50th year its biggest one yet. Learn more at funturns50.com. So what's bizarre about that is that um, there was no storms that they encountered and also no SOS messages. So normally if there was going to be a shipwreck, there was some kind of communication to let people know that that might potentially be what's happening and then they could send people out to look for them there was never any message it was just like all of a sudden they were gone i'm just imagining them sending rihanna's someone help us okay so this is med led many med letty led many to speculate what might have caused the ship and the entire crew to vanish somewhere in that nine day window to this day the disappearance of the USS Cyclops remains the largest recorded life loss of life in the U.S. naval history because it lost a crew of 305 people that Holy day. Holy shit. Completely and it's disappeared. it's a naval ship? Yes. Did you say that in the beginning? Mm, no. Okay. I was <laughs> going to say. it was a naval ship. Holy shit. Yes. So, like. I'm assuming in 1918. So, like, all of those people on there were crew. That was a crew of 305 people. Right. Working like, people for that ship. So there should be no reason that it should have gone down. And if it's a military down. ship, then even if it's in 1918, there's mm-hmm. probably some kind of a um, connection to the mainland. Totally, you know what I mean? That's what I'm saying. They're, they're, but the last message they got was weather fair, all well. We're good to go. Has anyone, like, gone in the ocean to see yes. if there's anything down there and there's nothing. So if you watch this, there are some. Okay. But this is one ship that's never been found. But if what? you watch the the History Channel, um I know there's a lot of ocean episode but... that I link or that that yeah. we're going to link. Um there they found like two he explores in that episode, two shipwrecks and a plane wreck in the ocean. But some of them you have to understand some of these the parts of the ocean are so fucking deep. Yeah. That, like, we can't even get to it. Right. So, and they just have no idea where they, I mean, they've searched for some of these ships, but some of them are just gone. Wow. Okay, the next one is the Witchcraft. The Witchcraft was a 23-foot luxury cruiser that disappeared on the evening of December 22nd. This is weird, right? Because this is your dad's birthday. That's my dad's birthday. (laughs) That is fucking weird. I didn't put those two together until we just talked about that. Ew. Okay. So it's your parents are the problem. <laughs> hey, you ain't got to tell me <laughs> twice. Um, Weird. Yeah. So when was your dad born? Do you know what year? Yeah. What year? 63. Oh, thank. Okay. Because this is 1967. So oh. I knew it was going to be in the 60s. And I was like, was this the exact day that your father was born? No, my mom was born in 64. My dad was born the December before. So it would have been 63. Okay, great. Yeah, so this he was been his four. fourth birthday. Okay, great. Loss of life. <laughs> Not good. Okay. So it disappears this night. The boat's owner had invited his close friend out onto the ocean to look at the Christmas lights over the water of Miami. So that's how close it is. Okay. The fact, would you get on a luxury cruise liner named the Witchcraft? Yes. (laughs) Why are you asking? Without a fucking second thought. Yes. I hope they played, I told the witch doctor I was in love with you. (laughs) You know those people were fun as fuck, probably. He was having a good time. You think? Especially in that day and age to name it the Witchcraft. Yeah. They were Mm. fucking cool. Mm -hmm. Okay. 
The plan was to go a short distance out to sea, switch the engine off, and then just look at the Christmas lights, which I think is actually really beautiful. That's it is so really cool. beautiful. Especially if you're just like, hey, buddy, come out with me. That's fun. And buddy. they were roommates. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's speculation. I don't yeah. know anything about these people. <laughs> no. At 9 p.m. that night, the Miami Coast Guards received a distress call that calmly informed them that the boat had hit something in the water and it would require a tow from less than a mile offshore. That's all the farther it was. From a the mile? A mile. The owner indicated that this wasn't an emergency and that they would fire a flare to let the Coast Guards know of the boat's exact location so they could right. come get them. Less than 20 minutes later... The Coast Guards reached the point where they believed the call had been made, but there was no sign of the witchcraft or the flares. Neither the witchcraft or the two passengers were ever seen again. What? Right? It's so bizarre to me, especially because, like, just a mile offshore, you wouldn't think and that it's, like... And you're having communication with people, clearly. Right. So, what went wrong? What happened? Because, like, a mile out... You wouldn't think that the ocean off of Miami is that deep where it would that boat specifically would disappear. Would be, but again, maybe something happened that pulled it out. Or my favorite theory, aliens. Aliens. Or Loch Ness. <laughs> Some kind of sea monster. You think there's a sea monster? I mean, I don't I just think we don't know enough about the ocean to rule it out. Okay. Well, I'm I'm for that. Yeah. But I didn't know if that was like, it's if not there's a theory. A theory. It's, there's a couple. Okay, it's a we'll you get to theory? It. It's a me theory for sure, but <laughs> okay. we'll get to it. Now, this is the, not the last one, but this is probably the most well known. noted. Okay. Yeah. This is the Flight 19. This one is fucking insane, by the way. Okay. Didn't they just find that plane? No. They still haven't? Mm-hmm. Oh, what was the plane they just found? Great question. I, mm, I wish uh, I knew. Not Madrid, not Mongolia. It was like my flight something. That's my flight. That's my flight. (laughs) My motherfucking flight. 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 I'm going to look it up. You go go ahead ahead. and talk. I can't. You have to be present. And I know you're not when you're looking things up. Um, Missing flight. Malaysia Airlines. Malaysia yes. 370. Okay, but no, that wasn't this okay, one. But okay. I do remember that. I remember well, now that. I don't feel so stupid. At least it wasn't uh... Yeah, yeah. Okay, so perhaps the most notorious of disappearances in the triangle. Flight 19 and the PMB. Sorry, nope, I'm dyslexic. The PBM. Mm-hmm. That gets me sometimes when there's a lot of letters together. Mm-hmm, That's mm-hmm. when it's the worst. No vowels. Me. God. PBM. You guys, real quick. You should hear me and Jerry try to do ads where we have to spell shit. And like, <laughs> but like, I know I, I have a touch of dyslexia, definitely dyscalculia. Yeah. I know that for a fact, but like, it's never more evident than when we have to spell things. Especially if it's a website and I have oh, to add. Oh my fuck. There was one where I had to say www dot and I kept saying www dot. Well, <laughs> like, she did it like six times and every time I was like, you're joking. You're only doing two W's. There's a third one. I'm like, who? everyone knows that there's three W's. <laughs> Why do I have to say it? Okay, sorry. The PBM Mariner has left um, even the greatest minds reaching for answers. So when Flight 19, a group of five Avenger torpedo bombers, they take off from Fort Lauderdale on December 5th, 1945. Okay. So think this is World War II right. era. Right. 
They had expected their three-hour bombing journey to be just as uneventful as the runs they'd done countless times before. So this was just a run. This was just like a practice. Right. They're just like getting their fucking whatever. And these are, again, all very experienced flyers. Right. Shortly after dropping their payload of replica bombs, the patrol began to run into trouble. Lieutenant Charles C. Taylor, an experienced pilot, believed his compass started to malfunction, like we talked about Mm -hmm. before. And that Flight 19 had been flying in the wrong direction. Concerned, he contacted another Navy flight instructor who was flying close to the Florida coast, okay? With the weather getting increasingly worse, okay, imagine this, just for a second, I want Mm -hmm. us to put ourselves there. You're flying, your only, like, sight is your compass, because at that point, the fog clouds and everything is so heavy around you that you're looking around. I was on a flight recently when we came back from Orlando and we got into a cloud and I looked around and I immediately thought I was going to like start panic. Well, I did start panicking a little bit, but it didn't become a full blown panic attack. I just felt like I couldn't breathe because I felt claustrophobic because I'm like, I can't see anything. That's how I felt when I looked out and it looked like we weren't weren't moving. moving. Yeah. So imagine you're doing that in a small ass plane. Okay. Just flying in the air. And then all of a sudden, the only thing that's directing you starts Yep. Spinning and going crazy. And yep. You have no idea where you're at. You're lost. Mm-hmm. You see nothing when you come out of the clouds but open ocean. Okay. I just wanted to get us all in a real freaked out mood. Okay. <laughs> Are you there? You with us? <laughs> We're there. Concerned, Taylor contacted, uh, okay, the flight instructor. Got it. With the weather getting increasingly worse, Taylor went against protocol of pointing a lost plane towards the setting sun. Believing that they were heading somewhere over the Florida Keys, he adjust, He was adjusting the heading in an attempt to navigate towards the Gulf of Mexico. Sensing his mistake, some of his men challenged his decision to continue northeast and convinced him to turn tail and head back westward. For reasons unknown, he once again turned the flight back around and was still concerned that they were somewhere over the Gulf of Mexico. As the flight flew further away from land, their transmissions became fainter and fainter. Having flown for more than their allotted time, the crew was starting to get concerned that they wouldn't be able to correct their navigation before they ran out of fuel. In his final transmission, Taylor told his men that once the first plane dropped below 10 liters of fuel, they would all ditch together for a greater chance of rescue. So just like kind of go their separate ways so that at least hopefully someone would get rescued. A few short minutes later, the transmissions ended. Certain that the flight had ditched into the ocean, the Navy immediately launched a search and rescue effort. Yeah. Two Mariner flying boats were scrambled to search for the missing Flight 19. So a boat, right, is out there looking for them. However, 20 minutes after taking off, one of the Mariners disappeared off the radar. Neither of the 13 crewmen, five pilots of Flight 19, nor the wreckages of any of the aircraft were ever recovered. What? So the entire boat that went to look for them, all five planes and pilots were gone. Do we think it's wild that a lot of these are military related? Well, I think that's just, uh, those are people that are going to be flying planes that aren't like commercial flights. You know what I mean? But also the naval ship. Yeah, but think about it. Especially nowadays, why would anyone else have to go? It would be a lot of like practice, I guess, especially off of. I think those like Fort Lauderdale and stuff, those are all bases. So, yeah, but like, there's cruise ships down there. 
I want, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Curious. Very. I don't know enough about the name. <laughs> I don't, I don't well, I'm not insinuating not anything. So I just get scared. <laughs> I just think it's interesting that a lot of these are military, mm-hmm. but at the same time, yeah. Who else is going to have constant communication True. with a with because they're on not land? the only ones that have been lost. They're just like the most curious cases because they were literally talking to people and fine right. like moments before they were gone. Right. Forever. 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 Okay. So the last one is the Great Isaac Lighthouse um, disappearance. So here we go. Unlike other disappearances, the Great Isaac Lighthouse mystery is unique in that both lighthouses keepers were stationed on land when they vanished. Land? A barren island. Great Land tea stories to send (laughs) all of your spooky stories. Hey, we want to hear it. And also while you're there, go to (laughs) patreon.com slash ladies and tangents. Give us some love. Smash Seriously. all the buttons. Smash them. Except the dislike. Don't you fucking touch Don't that. Don't you fucking do it. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. Okay. If you're going to hit a star, you better hit it five times. You know what I'm uh, saying? Uh, uh. Okay. <laughs> okay. So the Great Island Rock is a barren island that already comes with a grim history. Okay. Local lore told of a ship that wrecked with no survivors except for, oh, I've heard of this, except for a single infant. Uh what and then it's it's told actually this is not in here but i remember hearing about this that they call her the gray lady walks around the island it's the mother trying to look for her baby (gasps) Mm -hmm. i've chills Mm -hmm. i know because guess what bitches one of the other things i was going to do was talk about haunted places in america including like some of the most like some real haunted spooky stories like Mm -hmm. that so that was a that was a potential if you want that eventually drop drop a comment below and let us know if you're into these spooky things but okay so first put into service in the mid 1800s the lighthouse housed the island's only two inhabitants on the island as its keepers okay okay it's the only two people that live there on this entire island. Okay. Romantic. <laughs> and they were roommates. <laughs> and they were roommates. On August 4th, 1969, a small bon- bon- <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm having a silly group. A small boat was launched. That's where I was going with that. To check on the lighthouse. Because they were like, hey guys. You fucking good over yeah. here? Turns out no. Routine- the lighthouse of rockin' don't come a knockin'. <laughs> Routine calls had gone unanswered. And upon arrival, the investigators discovered that the island was empty and there was no sign of its two guardians anywhere. A hurricane had passed over the island shortly before, but the lack of damage to the living quarters raised the question as to why two experienced lighthouse keepers wouldn't have stayed put where they were the safest. So sorry. What? The phrase two experienced lighthouse keepers is very funny. <laughs> because like if you were to say two experienced like captains of like a yeah. ship or two experienced pilots. Like, how do you get the experience to be a lighthouse keeper? That's what I'm saying. Like what that. kind of training? <laughs> intense training. What's your qualifications? <laughs> Koala. I have to I used to have a shirt that said something about um partying. But it said qualificated. Go, oh, it said qualificated to party, <laughs> and it was a drunk wall. <laughs> All right. Anyway, oh god. 
Others believe that the pair were caught in a drug smuggling <gasps> ring, or perhaps they were both kidnapped, but with no evidence of foul play to suggest anything else. The fate of both keepers remains a mystery to this day. Interesting. This is not the only time that isolated lighthouse keepers have disappeared. <laughs> By the way, if you want to know, three men vanished from the Flannan Isles, a small group off the northwestern coast of Scotland in 1900. Huh. Scary. What, what the that, fuck's happening what, to these what, people? What happened to that baby you were talking about? I don't know. I can't remember because I didn't research that one step because okay. of the ghost story. But if you would like us to, drop us a comment below and I will look that fucking story yeah. up for you. Where's the baby? <laughs> What's up with all these babies? What happens next? <laughs> all right. Do you want to hear theories? theories? Yes, I do. Now, I don't have a lot of them written down. That's I'm fine. going straight off the dome piece here. That's fine. <laughs> Number one. So understand, everyone. They that, might be fucked up. I do have yeah. one of them that is the most likely written down. Were you down. writing this the other yes. day? Because okay. I knew it, but I was like, this one's important to yeah. get right yeah. because there are a lot of sciencey words in it. And I was like, don't fuck this I up. I was on a call and I, I look over and she's just like writing like she's running out of time. <laughs> was because i thought we were going to record that she was writing me a note (laughs) no it's this okay so aliens yes obviously number one i think because well we're not going to say what number one it could table that table that in in monsters of the ocean right the other one is near bermuda specifically i saw it in this documentary that i watched remember sargasso sea Yes. Sargasso is a type of algae that comes up from the ocean floor. And um, around Bermuda, specifically in that area, there has been like a lot of it. Uh It's been overpopulating, so to say. Okay. Ships, when they go through it, can become stuck in the sargasso. Okay. Okay. But is the the algae called sargasso? Yes. And that's why they call it the sargasso sea? Yes. Okay. So they used to call me Sargasso. Sargassy bitch. Because <laughs> I'd be stinky. <laughs> I'd be tootin'. I'd be taking ships down with my ass. <laughs> I'm taking shits down. Overboard. <laughs> but that doesn't really explain then what the fuck the happens to the planes <laughs> and the ships and all of those things. Right. Okay. But that could be with the all of the, um, you know, bad weather. Yes. Also in Bermuda, there have been like record waves, like tidal waves that are are so fucking big. Those are scary. That that could be a cause as well. So big that potentially a smaller aircraft flying low (gasps) could be taken down by one if it doesn't see it. Bitch, I absolutely not. You want to know what else could do it? Water spouts. Do you know what water water spout? spout? Think (laughs) tornado. When you tip me, me over, <laughs> think. Oh, that's a- tornadoes. Is that a water spout? What? Oh, that's it's a bit spider. What the fuck am I doing? That wasn't a little teapot. <laughs> that was on a little teapot. Water spout? That's the yeah. That's itty bitty spider. I don't know why the fuck you were doing. Te- you were doing pour me out. <laughs> not water spout. Pour me out, water spout. That's what I always say. Yes. Sorry. Water spout is a tornado over the ocean. So yes. Think. You see those big ones that could get a plane, obviously, but it also can create like a vortex in the ocean that could (gasps) potentially suck. Suck it under. Suck it in. Suck it in. Yes. Yes. Scary. So scary. 
that's believable because I feel like a lot of hurricanes come from that side. Oh, that's and exactly so, right. Well, well, and so if you're combining all of these things big with area. like scary weather. Yeah. But the biggest issue that we were running into, let me make sure I didn't. We, you and the other researchers. <laughs> <laughs> I have devoted so much of my time to this. Um, okay. So, yes, me and the other researchers. What's going on with the compasses? What is going on with the compi? And I think we have an answer. <laughs> we do? I think we do. Here we is go. Is it something to do with the polls? Mm. Get to the polls, everybody, in November. <laughs> Seriously, vote. God damn it. So this is from a, uh, that History Channel documentary. This yes. is a geologist who was born in Bermuda is okay. telling this. Correct? Okay. So Bermuda was created by a volcano mm -hmm. that erupted millions mm -hmm. of years ago. Okay, so that potentially that couldn't have been maybe what Christopher Columbus saw, but what we think he did see is probably volcanic action yes. happening. Because he's out in the sea, and this is how islands are formed, people. Right. Welcome to science class. So, <laughs> however, this particular volcano that created Bermuda was unlike any other volcano on the planet. Okay. Bermuda's lava is so unique that up until now, it's not ever been discovered anywhere else in the world. Really? Why, you may say. Well, I'll tell you. That lava specifically has been extremely enriched with minerals, including titanium dioxide and iron oxide, okay? okay. Which, when combined, they a make... Tin tin. A rin-tin-tin. A rin tin tin <laughs> They make a mineral called magnetite. Oh! <gasps> So it fuckies with the compi. Uh -huh. It fuckies <laughs> with the compi. We are science girlies. God damn it. I hope Hank Green Hank is Green. not listening to this episode. Hank, this is not my research, so if I'm wrong. Hunk, fucky with the compi is my <laughs> phrase, though. Hunk. I'm a hunky, hunky, fucky compi. That's what I know. Okay, so magnetite is the most magnetic, naturally occurring mineral on Earth. Naturally. Naturally. It makes sense. <laughs> it's in the fucking name, you stupid, stupid idiots. Yes. Bermuda's volcanic rock is 18 to 20% magnetite, okay? And most soils in the world contain between 1% to 5%. Wow. So when you look at those, that's a big fucking percentage. It is. It is. So magnetic. Does it have, like, its own pole? Well, hold on. There's an estimated volume of over 400 billion tons of magnetite that makes up that island. Okay? That's uh -huh. fucking a lot. That is a lot. <laughs> More than any other island on the planet. Can we do anything with that? I don't know. I think they might be. Here's Sorry. where it gets fucky. Capitalism is getting to me. I I'm know. like, can we monetize this shit? <laughs> Let's what can we do? Can we get Bermuda? <laughs> Give us your magnetite. <laughs> they probably are, to be fair. But here's where it gets crazy. Because it's not just Bermuda that this is happening. It's the triangle. It's, right, a, it's right. the area around it, correct? Yes. Well, think about over time. Erosion is happening. Yes. And it is pulling that lava rock into yes. the ocean. And, okay. Yeah. So. They believe that it's washing into the sea and that the magnetite in that area is now deposited up to a t 120 miles all the way around Bermuda. So really the triangle could be. Well, and there's. OK, so if you watch this, I highly recommend it. OK, go watch this documentary. 
So I found it on YouTube. Um, but they're also saying potentially, you talked about the poles, that there right now is a magnetic shift happening with the poles. I got so excited that I just ate my fucking microphone right there. Did you see that? I straight up licked it. I was like, oh. um, so the triangle that's like this. That's not a triangle that you're making <laughs> with your fingers. <laughs> that's like this. Uh-huh. This triangle that's happening right yeah. here. Okay. Imagine my knee is Miami. Uh-huh. Here's the triangle. Yep. Recently, we haven't seen a lot happening in here. Yep. You know where we have seen some um, fucky fuckery? Right here along oh. the coast, almost up like North Carolina, Georgia area. So what they're thinking is potentially with the poles shifting, that oh. the triangle is moving over. And the mag oh. and the so so I that think would explain that the pole the shifting. <gasps> yes. Anyways, I don't know how. But. I think that there, uh, uh, my my theory of uh, aliens potentially or um, water monsters. monsters. <laughs> water monsters. I mean, sure, that's fun. Okay, everybody <laughs> loves that. There could be a megalodon somewhere <laughs> yeah. that the the fucking NASA is not telling us right. about. But I think this makes the most sense that it's this um, magnetite. Yeah, and that it was fucking with compasses and then when you or add other all of those other things into the mix yeah you're it's not going to be very safe so yeah, interesting although the fact that they can't find it is wild anything is wild and so uh, but again the ocean is such a but they have so many like no fly zones that i feel like if this kept happening they should be like hey guys you would think no but it's allowed. such a heavily traveled area and like not all of them are going missing well shouldn't we just take the road less traveled you would think, <laughs> but Take capitalism, ocean. baby, money, 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 money. <laughs> Anyways, so, that's all I have for you today on the disappearances. There's so many more, but I couldn't get into all of them. So I just did kind of the biggest ones. And obviously, if you want to talk more, we love a history mystery. We're having a good time with yeah. them. I think that they're kind of, I wouldn't say fun, but definitely <laughs> interesting. Yes, definitely interesting to mm-hmm. think about and um yeah i want to learn more about this because i'll tell you though anything that has to do with like the core of our earth freaks me the fuck out it really does it really does freaks me out space freaks me out core of the earth yeah neither one of those should be my business yep so i mean i did kind of spiral when doing this but here we are it was a good time yeah that is a good that is well, I don't know if good's the it's word. Something. It's a time. It's a time. And thank you guys for hanging out during this time. If um, you'd like more, please follow us over to patreon.com slash <laughs> ladies and tangents. That's where we're going right now. You'll see us in a week there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's the that on the Bermuda Triangle, everyone. We love you so much. Thanks for hanging out. We'll see you next week. All right. We're out. Goodbye. This is a big year. 
the Ohio Lottery's golden anniversary. 50 years of excitement, of growing jackpots and crossed fingers. 50 years of funding for schools, of changed lives and brightened days. 50 years of fun, and that is worth celebrating. So watch for can't-miss promotions, huge events, and new games that will make the Ohio Lottery's 50th year its biggest one yet. Learn more at funturns50.com. Save big money on protecting your garden. Now at Menards. Messina's Animal Stopper is a liquid repellent that prevents pesky animals from damaging your garden. Available in a convenient, ready-to-use bottle. It lasts for up to 30 days, regardless of weather and watering. Save big money on Messina's Animal Stopper at Menards. And check out our weekly flyer on Menards.com for more great deals happening now. Save big money. 